2: Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy
3: Emmons.
4: Well, other than the hazy conditions, I've not really noticed any sort of air funk in my lungs. Have you?
5: Well, it's hard because you and I are hacking anyway. Right. We were sick before the wildfire started. So, is but this... I'm telling you, I could I could feel when it came in yesterday. Really? Yes, I could feel it. I I didn't even know it was happening. I hadn't even heard about the wildfires yet. But in a 30 minute period in my house, I was like, "What is going on? Something feels weird." Interesting. Air wise, it got humid. It seemed. The word I used yesterday was. Dank, dank. Which is dank. a word you use much? No, we were at the pirate
4: game not... last night. It was dank there, but I didn't notice the air at the pirate. Well, that's last because night.
5: it wasn't about the weather. It was about the poor play of the home team. Right. Yeah, but Pirate, anyway. Pirates lost last lost last night while John and I were mm. in attendance. And today, yeah, and also today mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. the worst team in Major League Baseball. Right. I don't understand. Maybe we have five. we have a frenetic, like a I just, manic team. I, I
4: would just say the less said about that, the better.
5: Okay, seriously, right. uh,
4: just the air thing because you know every newscast, it feels as though you know the media is aflame with. The the bad, you know, the bad s- smell, the uh, the health effects of the Canadian wildfires. Yeah. Where are these wildfires? Again. They're
5: in uh they're around uh Ottawa and Quebec.
4: Are they massive? I mean yes. it, like, is all of Canada burning, it feels
5: uh I can't answer, smoke, it, it has a lot to do, not just with the size of the fire. It has to do with the way that the weather... Whips it up. Wh- the weather's are mo- weather is moving right now. Mm-hmm. The weather I, processes are engaged. They're talking
4: about canceling the Yankee game in New York City tonight.
5: Because, because New York is really bad. In fact, I'm going to get into that in just a minute when we do our top four. Okay, fine. Because it's something that the mayor of New York stepped out and talked about today. Okay. Also coming up on today's program, if we look forward to the 5 o'clock hour, um, we're going to be talking about orthodoxy. Orthodox Christianity, oftentimes um, we talk from a Protestant perspective. Mm-hmm. We have several Catholic priests that join us here on a semi-regular mm-hmm. basis. Uh, not a whole lot of conversation about- Two. Right. We have Father Tom Soroka and mm-hmm. Frederica Matthews Green. Yeah. So two conversations a month. I love it because I had never even been in an Orthodox church until I was a parent. So I was like 25 years old. Mm-hmm. I'd never even. I didn't really know what it was.
4: Well, it's Christianity, of course. It's it's the I, they love Jesus. I was going to say,
5: is it the original Christianity? Right. I mean, it is. It's the it's the most unchanged Christianity from the earliest parts yes. of the twenty of the uh, after Jesus was taken up into heaven.
4: If you listen to Frederica, she talks about what we as Protestants have a problem with, which is the veneration of icons. That they step before icons and they bow.
5: Right. So the first time I was ever in an Orthodox church, I remember seeing my friend who took me go up and kiss one of the icons. Exactly. And I thought,
4: what's going on there? Man?
5: What strange yeah. magic is this? That's
4: right. So today she's going to talk to us about uh, Dura Europa. Remember this? This was a um, a complete town that was found. I mean, this is like an ancient. Oh town yeah, in I Syria. did read about this. Yes, It goes back sure. thousands of years. Yeah, and yeah. in 1920, it was excavated. Right. So you know, Frederica will talk to us about that.
5: Okay, it's coming up in the five o'clock hour. Also, uh, Oklahoma approves the first religious charter school. Oh, Oklahoma, where the wind. That is so. That's that, a great song. That. Show is wrong. so overrated. That's wrong. You're wrong it's about so that. overrated. You're wrong. You're wrong. Uh, also, in the four o'clock hour, a group of women lowered their biological age by an average of five years in just eight weeks.
4: Mm-hmm. Now, what does that mean? How they? What did does it? that well, mean? I, well, if you,
5: if you tune in around four thirty-five, I'll tell they you. They
4: lowered their biological yes, age.
5: Exactly. Also, we're going to talk about how to beat stress like a navy seal
4: okay very good
5: that and many more things right. unfolding over the next Sounds two like hours a full show.
4: all right without further ado though let's delve into the news stories of the day of which they are a plenty here is the top four at four
5: for wednesday june 7th 2023 number one retired fbi special agent andrea damon who led the evidence, recovery, and collection at the Tree of Life Synagogue, spent nearly three hours on the stand today, the seventh day of Robert Bauer's federal trial. Agent Damon, who retired after 30 years with the FBI, described a methodical process she and a team of more than 60 others followed to document the complex crime scene. It took nine full days for members of the FBI evidence response teams in Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Washington, and Seattle to photograph each room, each bullet, and each piece of evidence multiple times. Citing building diagrams and photos throughout her testimony today, Damon said there were 62 spent rifle cartridges recovered from various rooms in the building read more about that and find more details at today's trip number two if current president joe biden and former president donald trump are their party's candidates for next president of the u.s in 2024 a little under half of those surveyed by news nation and decision desk hq would consider moving no a third party candidate of those asked around 49% that there's said that they're somewhat or very likely to vote for a third party instead of Biden or Trump uh, Bernie Sanders one of the people that was mentioned as an option for third party also Arizona Senator Kristen Sinema or Cinema, sorry for uh, mispronouncing Maryland Governor Larry Hogan former Wyoming Republican Liz Cheney Now, uh, do you have any idea what age most of the people were who said that they would vote third party?
4: 60 and over.
5: 18 to 34. What? How about that? Number three, a conservative group representing organizers of an April transgender rights debate here in Pittsburgh at Pitt claims that Pitt violated the organizers free speech rights by charging $18,734 in security fees. Mm to quell the raucous students who were protesting outside. The Alliance Defending Freedom made the accusation in a letter to the university on behalf of the Intercollegiate Studies Institute. That's an organization that sponsored the debate as well as the Pitt College Republicans who hosted. The attorneys assert that rhetoric by Pitt officials incited hundreds of protesters who took to the streets around the student center on the evening of the event and attempted to disrupt it. The Alliance released a copy of the letter Tuesday. We reached out to 80 Interested over the next couple days to talk with them and find out what their perspective is on what happened in Oakland. Number four, today may be what, John? Global running day. But for those of us in the northeast, US and Canada, it may be one of the worst days of the year to lace up sneakers and head outdoors. The air quality, which is because of the Canadian wildfires, has become quote unhealthy according to national and global standards. Many local officials have officials have warned their residents to avoid going outside, especially in New York, which is seeing some of the worst pollution conditions in the world. Right now, that is your top four at four. Mm. Mayor Eric Adams said the city is experiencing an unprecedented event. The air quality has not been this bad in New York since 1960. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
4: it's not hard to believe.
5: That's pretty like, amazing. It is.
4: 1960
5: was a long time ago.
4: And there's, uh, the air, con- the air um, controls, the pollution controls, changed tremendously since then. Right. The EPA. I mean, look at right now. It doesn't look that bad here.
5: No, it it's doesn't. On a sliding scale. I, but I also don't think it's a thing that you can determine visually. Yeah, I they're probably so. looking right. at particulate matter and stuff in your lungs. Anyway, but that's all five boroughs mm-hmm. in New York, and uh, the New York Roadrunners—they're the ones that promote oh, sure. and host the marathon. Yeah, they called off all their events today.
4: Oh, they're done. Okay, all right. Well, that's you don't good. seem
5: very sad about that. All right, it's fine. Okay,
4: I, I'm not running. Are you running?
5: No, no, I don't think I no, will run.
4: You. Okay, we'll take a, a quick break. We're going to talk about attachment theory with married couples. Straight ahead. It's The Ride Home, Pittsburgh's Christian Talk, 101.5 Word FM.
6: 101.5 WORD. We're
7: Ann and Dave Wilson. You know, marriage and parenting are not easy.
8: And we're certainly not marriage experts or perfect parents, but we've learned a few lessons over 41 years of marriage and three sons, and we want to pass those along to you, and we'll also be joined by special guests.
7: So join us here each weekday for Family Life Today, as together we pursue the relationships that matter most. Family Life
0: Today, tomorrow morning at 9 on 101.5 Word FM WORD.
9: Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your time share or you'll pay
1: nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-626-5252. That's 800-626-5252. 800-626-5252.
0: When it comes to your child's education, do you feel like you have a partner in your current school? Or is it more like you're on your own? As you look ahead to next year, now's a perfect time to consider a quality Christian education with a school who will be a true educational partner for you and your family. Many of our area's finest Christian schools are offering half-price tuitions for first-time enrollees, like Tri-State Christian Academy in Burgett Find a school that's right for you at wordfm.com tuitions.
4: So, attachment theory. You know what this is?
5: The first time I heard about it was uh, when friends of mine adopted internationally, and they were adopting a child who had been in an orphanage and received very little affection, physical touch early on, early in life. Mm -hmm. And the child was maybe about two years old at the time. I'd never heard of it before
4: that. So attachment theory is this bonding between child and parent. But also, uh, attachment theory has, um, you know, researchers have been looking at this the last 10 years about attachment theories between husband and wife or husband and wife and significant other, right? Mm. Those primary relationships. Dorothy Letell Greco is with us. Dorothy, are you there?
10: Yes, I am. Hi.
4: Oh, good. Hey, thanks. Dorothy is the author of Making Marriage Beautiful and Marriage in the Middle. Uh, Dorothy, I, this is something I really have not thought about before, but this is really interesting. There's some power here to think that, of course you're married to your husband, you're married to your wife. Of course you're going to be attached. Yeah.
10: Yeah, that's true. And I think what's, what I have found fascinating, I I've been sort of an attachment theory junkie for a long time because Hmm. I think it's so interesting, but to see how they're now applying it, you know, when I say that social scientists and therapists are now applying it to adult relationships, as a way for us to understand um, how is it that sometimes we struggle to connect and fail, or why is it that sometimes we have conflict that are so unproductive and so unhelpful. And for some people, understanding about attachment can really make a huge difference. Interesting.
5: All right. So can we go back and talk then about what appropriate bonding is? And Maybe we talk about it in the child-parent relationship
10: first. Sure. Yeah. According to um, authors Cloud and Townsend, who I know that you both both of you are probably familiar with, they they define um, attachment in a by using the word bonding. So what they say is the bonding is the ability to establish an emotional attachment to another person, and it's the ability to relate to another on the deepest level. So what that essentially means is um, how we learned to find love and acceptance when we were children becomes a template for our adult years and. What's supposed to happen by God's design, right, because human beings are incredibly needy for a very, very long time, is that as children, we're supposed to make our needs known, which happens by crying or fussing or arching our back or throwing tantrums, and then have the caregivers who are with us discern what we need and meet those needs. And it's not simply the physical meeting of our needs, it's also the care, the acceptance, and the love that we're meant to receive, which then tells us that Needing is actually good because needing draws us into relationships. And when the needs are met, then we begin to learn that we're acceptable and that we're worth loving even when we're needy.
4: Interesting. Okay, so then this is essentially is whether it's a child or, you know, as an adult relationships, do you feel secure or insecure in that relationship?
10: Yes, that's correct. And some of us learned how to have a secure attachment when we were growing up and others of us didn't. And like for me, um, my parents were in a really difficult space when when I was a young child there. My father's very elderly grandmother was living with us and my mother was having to take care of her. And I, you know, as I look back, I think she was just totally maxed out. But what I internalized when I expressed my needs, and this was, I'd say, up until I was six or seven, there was. With me, and that I was bad. What I learned is to keep my needs to myself and to just try to meet them, or if I couldn't, you know, do without.
5: Hmm. Okay. So then there's a, I mean, we know from attachment theory that there's a connection in how we were treated and learned to respond as a child and how we do it as an adult. Um, so are you saying then that we can also still be learning as adults? So if we, if we don't have our needs met by our spouse at one point, then it changes how we like quote unquote develop in our marriage.
10: Um, let me try to explain a little bit differently. So if we say I have a need for connection, um, maybe, or affirmation, and if, if I'm afraid to bring that need to my husband, I might try to manipulate him. I might try to drop hints, which he may or may not get. Um, I certainly have learned after 32 years of marriage that expecting him to read my mind is pointless. <laughs> so, right? If, yeah. if I don't just come to him and, and say, gosh, you know, there's been all these things that have happened in the past couple of months, and I feel really insecure, could you help me to feel a little bit more secure? Could you offer me some affirmation? Chances are that's going to go better than if I try to get the needs met indirectly or if I just swallow the need. Right.
4: Yeah. I mean, Hmm. to go right to the heart of the matter, right? I mean, I need you to need me. I want you to want me. Uh, That's a difficult thing to say sometimes.
10: It is. It's, It's very vulnerable because if we say, if we really put it out there, we don't, necessarily know where the person is going to meet the need that we have or meet it in exactly the way that we want them to meet it. So there's a constant negotiation and a constant sort of um, relinquishing control and learning how to trust somebody. And that, that trust muscle really does get developed for us when we're very young, but we can still develop it and learn how to attach and bond even as you know, until we die. I think that we can keep learning.
4: Right. So then and- Dorothy is, is, Is there such a thing as you can sort of feel that you're disconnected from each other but don't know how to say it out loud and so it creates all this inner turmoil between the two of you?
10: Well, my guess is if I punted that question back to both of you, you would probably say, yes, I've experienced that, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right? right? So yeah, there are times that we just miss each other and sometimes it's connected to the attachment issues, not always, but sometimes. I'll give you another example. So conflict, for us, um, people who are securely attached can typically deal with conflict and not get rattled. So my husband and I were both insecurely attached. He came into the marriage from this large, boisterous Italian-American family. They had conflict a lot. They yelled at each other. I come from a very quiet, very stoic um, Northern European family. So when we had conflict, he, in his insecurity, would chase me, not literally, but emotionally, like, you know, say, so we have to talk about this, we have to deal with this. Mm. And my response, because I was insecure but avoidant, was to be like, oh, my gosh, leave me alone because this is too scary. Mm. So we had to learn that we had different attachment styles and figure out what does it look like for us to have conflict in a productive and healthy way. Mm, that's interesting.
5: Okay, so if over the last 20 years, uh, couples have learned how to say, what's your love language? Mm-hmm. Should people also be learning to say, like, what's your attachment style?
10: <laughs> I think so. And, you know, honestly, it's, it can be very difficult for people to believe that this matters because it happened so long ago and it happened at a time that was, for most of us, preverbal, So we couldn't articulate what was happening. But again, the template, the blueprint that we learned, um, stays with us until we undo it and make it what God intended for it to be. So, yes, I think understanding attachment styles is hugely helpful. I see.
4: So, is attachment then primarily, at least understanding your attachment style, primarily about conflict and or avoiding conflict?
10: No, that's just one part of it, right? So, we want to be able to understand. How is it that we get our needs met? How is it that we okay. feel about ourselves when we have needs? So again, for me, I felt very ashamed. And to some to some extent today, I still have to struggle with that. I can feel like there's something wrong with me if I can't take care of myself. So there's that like a fiercely independent streak in me that was started when I was a young child because it felt unsafe for me to communicate my needs. I
4: see. So then you and your husband obviously have trod this long long journey to come to where you are right now how do us people who are listening take that first step to look at our attachment and get on the road to become better partners
10: yeah i think the first thing is being able to discern you hinted at this just a minute ago um, when you're feeling disconnected so if you can begin to learn, oh, that feeling that I'm having right now, that anxiety or that depression or whatever it is, you have to, you have to understand it for yourself. That is connected to feeling disconnected. And it could be disconnected from your spouse, disconnected from God, disconnected from other, you know, this is not just a husband and wife thing. So once we learn to name the feeling, then we can sort of trace it back to say, well, when did this feeling start? You know, what was it that triggered the disconnection? Has it been weeks and weeks and weeks of not? talking to each other intimately? Was it a harsh word? Did it feel like I tried, I reached out to you to connect and you just, you know, you completely missed me. Um, And then once you begin to understand what it looks like and articulate it, then you can begin to talk about, talk about that with your spouse.
5: Dorothy, what if there are people listening who are, are thinking to themselves, we don't really talk. So talking about our attachment, Disorders probably, <laughs> like seems one it's step right, yeah. one step too far. What would you say to to a couple like that?
10: Well, there's a couple possibilities. One would be to to read a book together. You know, there's lots of books out there. Um, Becoming Attached by Robert Karen, the work of Dr. Susan Johnson. She talks about attachment theory and adult relationships. Just to read that together. to say, you know, have a conversation. Is this workable for us? Does this feel resonant? Um, Going to see a therapist for a couple of sessions. If if communication really is an issue, that might be something that would help. So start small. You know, take very measurable steps, but do start.
5: That's really good. Dor- Dorothy the Littell- Greco is author of several books, including "Making Marriage Beautiful" and "Marriage in the Middle."
4: Dorothy, I mean, I, I think this is true. No matter what the state of your marriage, of course it can always be better. So, I mean, I appreciate you. And it fe- what I love about you, Dorothy, is it feels as though this is hard fought knowledge. This is not something you just mm-hmm. kind of like, I made a paper <laughs> up. This is something that you and your husband have navigated through decades of marriage.
10: Yes, it is. And again, you know, if anybody reads either of my marriage books, they're fiercely honest. Like I'm not talking from some detached academic perspective. Like yeah. I'm sharing, this is what it's really like to be married and it's hard work but it's worth it. And it's really good when you do the work well. Yeah.
4: I mean, I I remember being like a newlywed and and like going into a restaurant and seeing older couples sitting across from each other, sharing a meal and speaking nary a word. Mm -hmm. And I Mm -hmm. thought to myself, Mm -hmm. please, God, don't let that ever be us. (laughs) I mean, it sticks in my craw all the time. And I, you know, it's, I mean, sometimes fear is a good motivator
10: honestly i think it's okay to sit in silence with someone you love as long as it's not about avoidance right if you're just enjoying the moment enjoying the peace of the moment that's okay but if it's the sense of i don't want to talk to you or i can't talk to you then i would say yeah that's like the lord wants more for you than that in your relationship yeah
4: what do you think dorothy i mean I've i've got 30 seconds left well i mean What percentage of people are like deeply unhappy in their marriages? I mean, everyone goes through, you know, peaks and valleys, but uh, boy, you're together. If you're, if you're, if you're together and committed for decades, you you want to be happy.
10: You do, and I honestly, I mean, I think that you again would probably agree with this is that we're all unhappy at times. The key is to not get stuck in the unhappiness, but to use the unhappiness as an impetus to grow.
4: That's good. Dorothy, if people want to know more about you um, socially on the web, they can find you, can't they?
10: Yeah, if they go to my website, com. It's Greco with one C. You can find all the links to my socials um, and connect with me that way.
4: Very nice. Always a pleasure, Dorothy. Thanks so much. Thank you. DorothyGreco.com, uh, the author of two books, uh, which are really excellent.
5: Making Marriage Beautiful and Marriage in the Middle.
4: We'll take a quick break. Navy SEALs have something to teach us about stress. We'll talk about that next
0: right roofing siding remodeling specializing in roof replacements for churches and places of worship for nearly 40 years for the church roof replacement specialist in pittsburgh and the surrounding area call 724 new roof today for a free quote
1: if you have unfiled taxes or are in debt to the irs this is important news the irs just rolled out a new program to help struggling taxpayers more easily resolve their tax problems it's called the taxpayer relief initiative and it opens up powerful new options for people looking to Get back on the right track with the IRS. And no one knows this program like the professionals at Optima Tax Relief, America's most trusted tax resolution company. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debt for their clients and have the expertise and experience to help you. One easy call to Optima can start the process, helping to put an end to your worries of wage garnishment, asset seizure, and other aggressive IRS actions. Make today the beginning of your fresh start with the IRS. Call the experts at Optima Tax Relief now for your free confidential consultation. Call 800-965-1433.
4: 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433.
2: Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete
1: details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com.
8: I'll never forget my first pair of Jordans. I'd mowed neighbor's lawns all summer to save up, because I was certain those Jordans were going to make me touch the rim. But then, the new shoe blister, to which I gritted my teeth and kept wearing them, because blisters go away. But brand-new Jordans are forever. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage. And this is exactly like buying a new home right now. Interest rates are higher, an annoying short-term blister. But home prices have come down quite a bit, creating a big opportunity. Because interest rates can go away, but the price you pay for a new home is forever. We've got hundreds of listeners buying their dream home now, while prices have dropped. With a plan to refinance the interest rate blister down the road. We have a direct lender advantage that can often get you a better rate, and we provide a $1,000 lender credit at closing to all our radio friends. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melbourne, New York.
0: And a blessing, 1330. Pennsylvania Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage lender license 22672. Roofing, siding, or remodeling? Right call? Doing it right. 724 New Roof
6: alexa to play the word pittsburgh to hear us there we're on your google speaker too plus iHeart, TuneIn, tune in and on odyssey 101.5 w-o-r-d-f-m pittsburgh my name is judy teeter and i'm
10: the mother of three boys my youngest joe loves sports music and his youth group one day joe asked me to drive him to school we were going through a green light when another car ran a red light and hit us killing joe The National Safety Council estimates one in four car crashes involves a cell phone. Hands-free is no safer. Visit nsc.org slash callskill.
11: Air quality alert remains in effect through late tonight, hazy and cool. Air quality will be extremely hazardous tonight, the low 46. Hazy tomorrow, dense smoke will reduce visibility and lead to hazardous air quality, the high 66. Rather cloudy tomorrow night with a low of 48. Periods of clouds and sun for Friday with a passing shower and a high of 69. With your AccuWeather forecast,
4: I'm Drew Shannon. Okay, so since this, you know... Crazy wildfire air has affecting all of us. Uh, I've been thinking about breath, right? Kath and I have both been sick these last, feels like forever, with this crazy bronchial thing. Nasty right? summer cold. It's kind of funny. You know, we've been hacking, and like you're at a pirate game, like last night we were at a pirate game, and I heard somebody hacking like us a few rows behind mm-hmm. us, and I thought, "Well, oh, there's a kindred spirit <laughs> suffering right. along with us. Yes. Okay, but the, the idea of, of a breath, I mean, this is an ancient thing, you know, I've never done yoga, but I, you know, I, I understand you know, breath control and all that whole thing. But I saw an article about um, anxiety and fear and breath control. So they, they're using a model of Navy SEALs. And they, they say that, um, this is from Get Pocket, that they say that Navy SEALs manage their physiology to better control their psychology, mm-hmm. right? So here's a simple exercise. It's called box breathing, and here's how it works. You breathe in through your nose for four seconds. Hold the air in your lungs for four seconds. Exhale out of your mouth for four seconds. And you do this again and again and again. And by focusing on your breath, it reduces your your heart level, if you do it long enough, Mm -hmm. to a resting heart level, which of course if you're at your resting heart level you're not stressed. Mm-hmm. Makes sense, doesn't it?
5: I've done it thousands of times. You have
4: intentionally. Are mm-hmm. you saying uh, so? You reach a point where you're not counting four.
5: Yes, you're just used to it. Right. That's true. I still count four though. Yeah, I still kind of it's just kind of always in the back of my head. Uh, I learned it when I went to my first therapist in my early 30s, mm. and I was really in a bad way, uh, a hot anxiety anxiety wise. And just postpartum. uh Mm Uh-huh. Yep. And I'd never been to a therapist before. So even being there was freaking me out, let alone me being freaked out, Mm -hmm. which is the reason why I went. Um, But maybe I don't know how far we were into it when she said, you know, what do you know about breathing? And I'd been singing since I was a kid. So I knew what singing was. I said, well, I know what diaphragmatic breathing is. Um, But she's the one who introduced me to that idea, Mm -hmm. that box breathing. Yeah. And uh, I will I will say that at first it did nothing for me. It did absolutely nothing and it was very annoying. Was it because you were resistant? No, it was because I think that you have to get good at it. Mm-hmm. I think you have to practice Serenity. it over many years. Yeah. Now I feel like I'm pretty good at it. Uh, because I've done it for a long time, but at the beginning it really did not avail much mm-hmm. to me. Now I feel like it's very valuable, and I I taught both my kids to do it when they were growing up.
4: What I've witnessed about you is something I know about myself, and I'm I'm grateful for this. Is when all around you there is chaos, I tend to slow down. Yeah, and I I, yep. I credit that to. That sort of breathing thing. Yeah. When people are- uh, And you notice that in me? mm, Yeah. Yeah. I Yeah. When when people are losing it, you go, okay, I'm just going to slow down here a little bit uh, because I'm not at my best when there's chaos, right? Mm -hmm. For sure. Unless, of course, I'm creating it.
5: (laughs) (laughs) It is interesting. I did a a good amount of reading in my early 30s once this idea was introduced to me about how people in special ops do breathing, Mm. uh, especially snipers. Course. And yeah, how they have to master their physiology because at the kinds of shots that they're taking at the incredible distances, hundreds and hundreds, and ho- incredible di- distances, uh, that just the tiniest little bit of vibration anywhere in their body can change what happens. Mm-hmm. And so could they be
0: a sniper. Yeah, oh, yeah like a right. What's that's your step great. around here, everybody? Yeah, that's
5: right. Everybody behave. Anyway, it's just I think they're really interesting models in that regard. It is shocking how well they are able to regulate their own body systems. Mm-hmm. Something else. All through your breath. Anyway, it's good. For, it's it's good if you're an anxious person, if you're prone to panic attacks, or you're prone to worry. Check out box breathing and maybe go to a therapist and have them walk you through it.
4: Okay, we'll take a quick break. Um, What's, oh, what's this is kind of like
5: biological know, age versus chronological age it's like the
4: doctor is in in this
6: segment maybe
5: second. 101.5 w o r d
9: in our daily devotional charles stanley talks about the importance of bearing one another's burdens start your day with biblical guidance for helping others delivered directly to your inbox with our station's daily devotional email dr stanley is joined by many other ministry leaders it's amazing how your day can be shaped when you start with god's perspective
1: subscribe to any of our devotionals or newsletters at wordfm.com slash subscribe
0: doing it right roofing siding remodeling the first owens corning mvp in pittsburgh and one of the longest tenured platinum contractors in the pittsburgh region
2: call 724 new roof let's see if something costs less but people are happier with it that sounds like something to look into and that's MetaShare. maybe you've heard switching to MetaShare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month And that's huge, but it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want a plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. A very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844 bible 844 bible
9: He's on meds too. Call 800 333 1750. 800 333 1750. Roofing, siding, or remodeling? Want it done
0: right, call doing it right. 724 New Roof.
5: My mom passed away uh, three years ago, which is hard to believe it's been that long. It sure is. Um, but my mom died when she was 88, and she died very suddenly. But she, I mean, she had definitely aged by the time she was 88 years old, but she seemed young. Mm-hmm. Vibrant. Yes. She always seemed, she, she was very energetic and engaging mm-hmm. and she never lost any of that. No, She
4: was quick with a quip. Yes. She, she always
5: was. Um, and my yeah. grandmother, her mother was also very quick with a quip and she had terrible arthritis so she was one, she was one of those grandmothers that from the earliest time i can remember she seemed old mm-hmm. you know what i mean sure, she sure. just she could hardly get around she was just fair but she was extremely funny and had the like little phrase to throw in that would make everybody laugh yeah uh so looking at my grandmother Looking at my mother, and of course you start thinking about yourself, and you're like, okay, well, what am I going to be like? Where will I land? As I, where am I going to land? I saw this article in Fortune magazine yesterday, and it caught my attention um, because they tested a group of women who lowered their biological age. An average of five years in just eight weeks. Mm-hmm. So the first question you ask is, "So what is what in the world now, is now?" I hear bi- this is kind of just sounds
4: like pseudoscience, right? Of course, I mean, of a little course, dubious about this.
5: Okay, so biological versus chronological age, apparently, and I am only a reader and learner. I'm not saying this out of any authority, Practitioner. right? Chronological age is how long you've been alive. Mm-hmm. So I think we can all figure that out sure. about ourselves. How? But your biological age, according to Northwestern University School of Medicine, is how old your cells are. Okay, So your biological age is your epigenetic age, which consists of chemical compounds in your body that modify or mark the genome in a way that tells it what to do, where to do it, when to do it. And without having a distinct uh, expertise or knowledge in the area of genetics, none of us are going to be able to get that. But I will tell you that. The study says that it's influenced by stress, diet, drugs, and pollution, but it can be passed from cell to cell as they divide, also from generation to generation, which made me think of my mom and my grandma. But they're also reversible, as this study that was just released seems to suggest. So yeah. lifestyle changes to diet, sleep, and exercise Um, along with interventions in food, is what these women were submitted to over an eight-week time period, okay? Eight weeks only? Yes. Between the ages of 46 and 65, these women were, okay? Okay. Um, They were given blood tests at the beginning, and they were given blood tests at the end, Mm -hmm. okay? After the eight weeks, each one of the women found that they were up to 11 years younger in their biological age than they were when they started.
4: How do they, how do they, wh- where's the baseline that they track? That? So
5: they start the blood tests okay. before they started the program okay, and then, and after then they, the they test for the same things at the conclusion 11
4: the pro- years difference. Now, some, some of them are five, Yeah,
5: five years was the average. So 11 years is an outlier. Wow. Okay. Um, so anyway, let me tell you what they uh, submitted these women to, submitted, what these women submitted to, yes. and uh, you can tell me what you think. Okay. okay. So this is what, again, six women who were in this program together. Um, before I tell you exactly the particulars, I will say that they were given relaxation guidance. They were given probiotic and phytonutrient supplements. They had a nutritional coach for their food. Okay.
4: Okay. So some vitamins. They were eating right, breathing right, and hopefully thinking right.
5: This is what they were eating okay. every day. Two cups dark, leafy greens, two cups cruciferous vegetables,
4: okay.
5: three cups colorful vegetables, mm-hmm. one quarter cup pumpkin seeds, a quarter cup sunflower seeds, two beets, which would be hard for you. Liver or liver supplements? Mm-hmm. One egg. Okay.
4: That's it?
5: Now, wait. That's every day. Okay. Now, two servings of the next every day. A half a cup of berries, two garlic cloves, two cups of green tea, two cups of oolong tea, rosemary, turmeric. And they had to make the following lifestyle adjustments. They had to take two <laughs> two probiotic capsules, two servings of green powder. I got to be it's honest. I, I don't know what that is. Eight cups of water a day. They had to exercise for at least 30 minutes. They had to practice breathing exercises twice in the day, Mm -hmm. sleep at least seven hours, and they had to fast 12 hours after the last meal of the day. Interesting. That's what they had to do.
4: Okay. On its surface, it seems like a lot, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, they're not going to McDonald's. No. Right? Uh, They're not eating popcorn at the movies.
5: No. No. They're not. Now, this also is not all they're eating. Oh. This is not the oh. the sum total of what this they're is eating. Like, so
4: they could have a piece of chicken or yes. a piece of steak. Yes, or... but they
5: had to eat these.
4: Interesting. So those were the
5: resets. Yes.
4: That it, this really... is
5: what all of the women had to do. All the women oh. had these things in common.
4: Well, all those things that you just described, listed, doesn't they don't seem like that big of a deal.
5: I don't think they do either, except you with the beets.
4: I mean, you know, right? the beets. <laughs> There's a way around the beets.
5: Okay, so leafy
4: greens. So leafy
5: greens, cruciferous vegetables. vegetables, seeds. Yeah. beets. Liver is tough. What's the
4: liver? The, is it calf's liver?
5: Cal- well, oh. I would think it's calf's liver. See, I, that's grotesque. Every to day, me. every day, I could eat. Yeah, liver? or liver supplement. Okay, and then one egg.
4: What's a liver cell? Is it like a pill?
5: I don't, I guess.
4: A little vitamin. Okay. It's kind of. not going to be that bad.
5: Okay. Anyway, but then you get to the, like, you eat a cup of berries, four garlic cloves, four cups of Four cups of tea is a lot. And it's actually seven cups of tea because it's two cups of green tea, three cups of oolong tea twice a day.
4: Plus all the water.
5: Right. That's a lot. That's a lot of tea. It's a lot of water.
4: So those those ingredients supposedly reset the cells.
5: Well, in, in addition to the fact that they were sleeping seven hours, they mm-hmm. were exercising 30 minutes, they were doing the breathing exercises, and they did have nutritional coaching along the way and relaxation guidance. But, I mean, I've seen this study uh, in several different places online really? because it really it, – it, they're very surprising findings. Who
4: conducted this study? This
5: uh, It was, well, it's in, I saw it in Fortune magazine. Uh, it, it studied, uh, it was a study published in the journal Aging. Aging. That's what mm-hmm. it's from. Okay. Well, they would know, right? Yeah. So would, would you, you yes. uh, I mean, I wouldn't be, uh, none of these things are uh, like, I don't know what greens powder is, but I would assume that's hard. a supplement right. that you can buy. You know what I mean? Uh, I I, there's none of these that I wouldn't do. No, this is not egregious. And you know, some, and a lot of these I do already. Right. I mean, I have more than two green, two cups of green tea a day. I eat a lot of garlic. One egg. I eat a lot of a lot of berries. Is that a raw egg? I, no, it just says one egg. It just says one egg. Mm-hmm.
4: Okay, so then I wonder, resetting, you know, five years or eleven years, what were the effects? What What did you you know What did you experience as you reset that?
5: Well, the one th- I, I I did not print that out because it's a very long study, and I only printed out the part that okay. I thought we'd be talking about. Figured but you'd a- you'd ask me a question about the part that I didn't Sorry. print out. I, you know, I, I do remember a reduction in stress, an overall feeling. It would like an emotional feeling mm-hmm. of wow, I feel better. Now that could be attributed to anything—anything anything sure, sure. that you do for eight weeks, you feel a sense of satisfaction that you were able to do it right. for eight weeks. So I, I would think that could be part of it. Interesting.
4: I was thinking about that. You know how sometimes, like, when your life gets reset, um, you, you know, you take a long trip and then you come back home. Yes. You tend to see things differently. If you are in the hospital for a while and you come out of the hospital after a week's stay, you tend to see things differently. That That's true to me. COVID. Right.
5: That was a reset for-
4: For a lot of people.
5: Millions of people, maybe so billions. why wouldn't
4: this work? I-, I, I So with these subjects, I wonder what the long term will they come back and revisit two years, five years. Well, interesting that you should say that
5: because one participant who was a male had to withdraw from the study due to a family emergency. And so he had already had his blood test taken at the beginning of the study. Yeah. Right. And he had his blood test taken in the middle of the study. And when he withdrew, he came back and he had actually aged. Mm, mm. And so they're saying that stress can make a permanent effect on of any of us. We all know that, right? We've all experienced that. Right. I remember after my mom died, I remember me saying, I feel like I aged 10 years. Interesting.
4: Of course. Right. You You're just so
5: exhausted. Of, right. you know. So I'm sure stress is very, very hard.
4: Now, in the midst of all this, they don't mention prayer.
5: Nope. But they do mention guided relaxation. That's prayer. What's would be a lot better prayer if it better. was. It'd be a lot better if prayer it was. Prayer is much stronger than guided yes, relaxation. exactly.
4: Anyway, very interesting. Uh, where was where was that? Fortune magazine. All right, resetting your age.
9: Wesley is a truck driver. I
1: drive a truck and I love what I do.
4: A
9: truck
1: driver with IRS troubles. They told me I owed them $43,000. It got really bad.
11: <laughs> Quite a few letters in the mail. They were talking uh, about wage garnishment coming after my house, my car.
10: Yeah, they, they don't play around. I seriously thought that I was going to lose everything.
1: One sleepless night, Wesley finally made a call to Optima Tax Relief at 2 a.m. kind
10: of figured I'd get a machine, but I didn't.
11: I actually got to talk to an actual person in the middle of the night.
1: He found just what he was looking for. Oh, they were great people. You need a team of people that know what they're doing. Optima Tax, they know what they're doing. Optima Tax Relief came through with flying colors. I saved an incredible amount of money. Happy don't even come close. I was absolutely overjoyed. Take Wesley's advice.
10: If you're in any kind of trouble with the IRS,
1: call Optima Tax Relief. Don't trust anybody
4: else. Call Optima for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433.
2: 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions
1: apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com.
2: Let's be real. Retirement is expensive, and inflation is making it even harder. With the cost of everything going up from pet food to a dozen eggs, wouldn't it be great if the cost of your health care could go down well, Medicare 65 Plus is $99 a month for ages 65 to 74. And for many with Medicare Parts A and B, looking at other options, that's 50% or more saved per month. No gimmicks. It's $99 a month, and you can use any Medicare-approved doctor or facility, and you get 24-7 access to telehealth from the convenience of your home. Better yet... MediShare is a Christian nonprofit organization. It's a community that will pray for you and encourage you. And since we've cut out the middleman, you get to keep the savings. Call now. You can learn more about MediShare 65+. plus. Here's the number. 833-SHARE-55. That's 833-SHARE-55. 833-SHARE-55.
5: At Chilled to Perfection in Oakmont, you can look perfect at any age. Safe, fast, and completely non-invasive, Chilled to Perfection is your all-natural way to target stubborn body fat, age spots, cellulite, acne, hair loss, and more. For a limited time, get a cryoskin treatment in the area of your choice plus cryofacial for just $249. Defy your age, where your results are their business. Visit Chilled
7: to today. I think we can all agree that every moment at Eden shaped us and impacted who we are right now.
0: The faith modeled by teachers at Eden Christian Academy has a profound impact on students' lives.
12: We carry with us more than the academics,
10: but a strong, Christ-centered foundation.
12: I would just like to thank my teachers, my mentors, my family members, and my friends who have done the best they could to help me in this next phase of my life.
0: Eden Christian Academy, enrolling pre-K through 12th grade at edenchristianacademy.org.
4: There has been a rise in what's known as platonic co-parenting. Okay, so...
5: Platonic co-parenting. Right,
4: imagine, okay, so... You,
5: so Sounds like a, a bad marriage.
4: Well, it sprung from that. So a, a marriage ends... And there is divorced couples now where the child or children shuttle between both parents. Mm
5: -hmm. Okay.
4: It's no longer a sexual relationship. You're no longer together. You're platonic. You love the child in the middle. Mm -hmm. So now there has been a rise, apparently, of people who never married but would like a family. And so through different sites, not dating sites, but platonic sites, you are able to go on and find other people who are like-minded to raise a child together, but separately. Are you you living together? No.
5: You're not living together. No,
4: I'm looking at an article in uh, today's Associated Press that tells a story of two people who live in the same town, but 15 miles away from each other. And they share a child who was conceived through artificial insemination, and the child shuttles back and forth between the two. The the three of them come together for family events like Christmas, birthday parties, and whatnot. But that's about it. That's weird.
5: I mean, it's better than no family.
4: Yes, I, I would agree with that. But it's, but better it's than... the creation of it.
5: Right. That's what's. Yeah.
4: It's the intentional. Yeah, I
5: feel of this. like.
4: Because, right. As a single, if you're a single mom, how difficult that must be! Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! So yes. you're looking for some help, right? Not necessarily financial, although, right? Another person to to lean on to mm-hmm. and to love a child. I'm not saying I'm you know totally on board with this, but like you're saying, it's better than doing it alone,
5: or better than not having children. Deciding that the earth is better off without more humans on it. Right? Which I think is shows an incredible poverty of relational maturity. So
4: again, in this article, like-minded people, someone's 43 years old and the woman says, I've always wanted to have a family. She said, my relationship history is not good. It's never worked out. Mm -hmm. So here I am at 43. I've been on the dating sites. I'm tired of all that swiping. I'm going to go to this platonic site of which there are multiple platonic sites. And find someone. Okay, who's here's interested. my question.
5: I wonder how many how many people end up becoming involved with the other person after they met on the platonic site. I don't yeah, know. I bet it's a significant percentage. Probably so. It's because simp- I, I think because we were designed, that's how God designed our families to be. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So um, I don't I don't husband, you know I, yeah, a wife I, I'm and cer- children. Yeah, I'm certainly not saying that. The, that that's that if that there's only one right way to do it, yeah. because a lot of people lose their spouse early in life, uh and you know, I have a good friend who lost her spouse when she was thirty years old, wow. had to raise her kids by herself. that was less than ideal sure. um and we could say, well, that you know she wasn't living in a family that God intended well, she is she, she had to make it work, she had right. to figure it out, there were a lot of people. Uh, who she relied on to help her raise her kids. Mm-hmm. So not everything is ideal. Imagine what it was like after World War One and Two. How many
4: a dearth of men?
5: Yes, how many women there were who yeah. were raising their kids alone. I'm sure a lot of people raised their kids with other people. There's a I read a fascinating um, story on Elon Musk's mother. Um, she raised Elon and his siblings without their father uh, because they had divorced. She had an identical twin and she and her identical twin, her identical twin was married. um, And so they had an intact marriage. Elon's uh, parents weren't intact, but they all were raised together. Hmm. Elon and his siblings and his cousins. And that was their family.
4: Interesting. Okay. So there's a family unit. Yeah. So a family
5: unit, I think is the most important thing. Yeah. And, uh, but to be known. Yeah. And and to to be loved and to be, in a secure environment that's safe, uh, but there's—it's there's nothing like having a mom and dad who no, love each not. other.
4: There's... But it's a really strange world we're living in right it now. It is. So you can go and find a platonic partner and raise a child, like you're saying. Well,
5: it'd be a lot safer than going on Tinder. Of
4: course it would be. How about we were at the pyro last night? How about all those kids who rushed down to see the, um, the parodies? Yeah. It's always good to see kids like that. I mean, yep. I don't see kids often like that. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah.
5: yeah. That's if you thing. if you have a chance to have kids, have you'll chance. never ever regret it. Never regret it. Coming up in the five o'clock hour, Oklahoma has approved the first religious charter school in the U.S. What does that mean? Why is it so unusual? It's coming up next in the right home.
6: We are everywhere on your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com. The Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey.
11: With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Residents of southern Ukraine expect more flooding from the Dnieper River Dam Breach.
0: Some Curzon residents are evacuated by boats, while others slosh through knee-deep waters in their inundated homes. Michaeli Smitsky, a volunteer rescue worker, is helping carry people to safety. He says, I've been coming to Curzon for a whole year. I want to do something useful for my country, for our people. There are exits. I'm Charles de Air
11: quality alerts continue throughout parts of the U.S. from smoke from the Canadian wildfires. Much of the mid Atlantic and Northeast are experiencing poor air quality. Kilauea volcano on Hawaii's Big Island has begun erupting again. All activity is within a closed area of Hawaii Volcanoes National Park. This is SRN
0: News. Have you or your children ever faced hunger at a level where your life or theirs were at risk? Or have you ever been in a situation where you had little or no access to clean drinking water and no ability to get it? For most of us in the United States, we have never had to face that crisis. But for children in the countries of Malawi, Zambia, and Uganda, it's a battle they face every single day. Cross International is going to be asking for your help to provide life-saving resources for children in these African countries and other nations where Cross International has partnered. It is working to solve this crisis and assist with COVID-19 efforts. A $62 one-time gift per child helps provide life-saving resources like food, water, COVID-19 assistance, Christian education, and a Bible. More information is coming soon. But in the meantime, if you would like to give a life-saving gift for one or more children, you can get involved right now by calling 1-866-806-2977. That's 1-866-806-2977. Or look for the Cross International banner
2: at wordfm.com. No gimmicks. It's $99 a month, and you can use any Medicare-approved doctor or facility, and you get 24-7 access to telehealth from the convenience of your home. Better yet, MediShare is a Christian nonprofit organization. It's a community that will pray for you and encourage you. And since we've cut out the middleman, you get to keep the savings. Call now. You can learn more about MetaShare 65+. Here's the number. 833-SHARE-55. That's 833-SHARE-55.
0: 833-SHARE-55. In the ever-changing landscape of sexual and identity politics, how should the church respond? Monday June 12th Trinity School for ministry continues its pastoral response series with the rise and triumph of the modern self a day-long seminar plus evening public lecture with renowned author and professor dr Carl Truman to help pastors youth pastors parents teachers and students understand how we got here and how to address the challenges ahead the 7 pm public lecture is free for seminar registration go to tsm.edu pastoral
11: as a local business owner you get called every week by marketing companies we get it we have hundreds of satisfied customers. Here's what a satisfied client
8: recently said. Open enrollment is going great. We're hitting record numbers. Thank you so much for this report. It really is amazing to see how the marketing is really shaping our enrollment around the city.
0: Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. Surroundpittsburgh.com.
11: Air quality alert remains in effect through late tonight, hazy and cool. Air quality will be extremely hazardous tonight, the low 46. Hazy tomorrow, dense smoke will reduce visibility and lead to hazardous air quality, the high 66. Rather cloudy tomorrow night with a low of 48. Periods of clouds and sun for Friday with a passing shower and a high of 69. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon.
2: Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons.
4: Greetings. Good afternoon to you. So It's Wednesday. The week is um, sort of slowly.
5: It's moving along, John, is what it is.
4: What's, uh, what's in the uh, store for the 5 o'clock hour? Well,
5: the 5 o'clock hour, John, uh, we have a couple different topics I'm looking forward to. Um, one, we're going to talk about the Orthodox Church mm-hmm. uh, and about some of the objections that Protestants or Catholics would have doing to Europa. help Orthodox do things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. Also, our daily feature, Does This Make Sense, coming mm-hmm, up. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a couple celebrity birthdays. What? And in just a little minute, we're going to talk about Rachel and Leah. That's one of the saddest stories in the Bible to me. Yes, it is. I really, and what they can teach us about rivalries.
4: All right. uh, But first, this is really interesting. Um, An Oklahoma school board approved the nation's first religious charter school this week, agreeing to publicly fund a school where Catholic teachings will be incorporated into lessons throughout the day and testing the constitutional bounds of taxpayer funding for religious education.
5: Wow. That's not happening in Vermont, is it?
4: Oklahoma. Jim. It's an online school only called St. Isadora of Seville Catholic Virtual School will be run by the Roman Catholic Archdiocese of Oklahoma City and the Diocese of Tulsa. It plans to enroll students grades K through 12. How do you have a kindergartner on a virtual school? That'd
13: be horrible.
5: Uh,
4: In the fall of 2024, Religion will be woven into every subject from math and science to history and literature. Religion is baked into everything we do, said Brett and Farley. That's
5: not, a big, that's not a great way to say that.
4: Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's a big deal because it's a public charter school, which essentially is saying, oh, the separation of church and state right. and the funding of this. So Oklahoma it, uh, on the charge of this. How about that?
5: I can't imagine that survives a court challenge.
4: Almost immediately, the advocacy group, Americans United for Separation of Church and State, said it would challenge the decision in court. Quote, it's harder to think of a clearer violation of the religious freedom of Oklahoma taxpayers and public school families than the state, established, uh, state establishing the nation's first religious public school charter, said Rachel Laser, the president and CEO of the uh, Americans United for Church of Separation. And So... I don't
5: know. If if the voucher Good system you know this. the the voucher system would be that if you decide yeah. you want to go to a Christian school, you take your tax dollars with you yeah. and they go to the Christian school. That makes sense, doesn't right. it? Right. Like in uh in Germany, uh Germany's covered with spectacular churches. And I was there for like a day and a half before I started asking people, why are your churches so nice? Mm. Like every church is open, covered. first of all, and it is beautiful. Like what is the deal with your churches? And it turns out that you pay your tax dollars based on what your denomination is. What? So if you're Lutheran, then your tax dollars are going to your Lutheran church. Now, not that's not all your tax dollars, but a portion of your tax dollars but are wait. going
4: to support your churches. Godless Europe. Many people would say I have no church affiliation.
5: Well, there they have a church. They have a church affiliation in Germany. They just might not attend. But so everyone have, has to have uh-huh. a church affiliation. Yep.
4: And taxpayer money goes to the your upkeep tax, your, and yep. maintenance of said churches. Yes. Whether they're active or not. I didn't see any that weren't. So 10 people are meeting in the cathedral. That's good enough. Yeah. Really? That's fascinating. I, I think mean, it cause still... you see, you know, like I, I regularly, uh, this is just some weird thing I do. I think a lot of people do this. I regularly look at real estate listings.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: I mean, how many churches are empty and for sale? Isn't
5: that tragic? Yeah. When you look back on how much that the, uh, the face of Pittsburgh has changed in the last 75 years. Oh, it's just 20 years. It's just shocking.
4: How many churches? I mean, there's a church in Swissvale vale. I used to walk by daily. It's a little tiny church. Uh, it's been empty now for a while. It's for sale for $350,000 or so. You think that'd be a beautiful little place. Right. It'd break your heart. Wouldn't it? Yeah. Anyway. So here the funding of religious schools, uh,
5: is up to whoever you know. The problem, of course, if you decide to send your kids to a Christian school or a Jewish school or an Islamic school, or whatever it is, you pay the freight, and you're also paying your tax dollars. Yeah, that's what happened. The, to us. Yeah, same with happened with us. So, but if you're if you're if the voucher system would ever go in uh, to effect, you could take your tax dollars and place them somewhere. This is like a whole other thing i never it's
4: gigantic
5: i never imagined especially
4: oklahoma you think i mean oklahoma is not exactly you know a progressive hotbed
5: no not at all
4: so how would that even get through legislature it's just very interesting
5: well i I, because i think most people are i think there are probably more religious people there in In oklahoma Oklahoma. the catholics yeah that's kind of surprising i think so too
4: yeah I mean you tend to think of you know catholicism in eastern cities
5: or chicago right pittsburgh boston
4: not in middle america right i remember my brother uh (laughs) you know i grew up catholic my brother was buying a house a house of some value in in chesapeake virginia years ago and it was going through a private owner and so my brother went and saw the house and you know met the owner They had a handshake. Okay, I'll buy the house. The guy said to my brother, I forgot to ask you, uh, where do you go to church? And my brother said, blah, 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 Catholic Church. The guy said, deal's off. I'm not selling this house to a Catholic. My brother was like- Get out. This was like 30 years ago. My brother was like, I could sue you if I wanted to. Do you know that? He goes, bring it
5: on. I I am not selling my house to a Catholic? I mean, that's old South. Or it's- Ireland in 1985.
4: Yeah. I mean he was shocked he just walked away from the deal. But that's I think that still exists in yeah, some I'm ways, sure it does. right? I'm not saying that's happening in Oklahoma, but there has to be, you know, a bias. There's always a bias.
5: Gosh. Boy, that that the rancor between Catholics and Protestants, it's so old. Yeah, it is. And it's the fact that it's still ongoing seems like it just Do we not love Jesus? I don't know what Coming up next, what Rachel and Leah can teach us about rivalries in leadership next.
6: 101.5 WORD.
5: Car payments, credit card payments,
0: home loans, Man, that's a lot of debt for you to carry. Let us help you get caught up when you enter the $18,000 Get Caught Up Sweepstakes. The grand prize winner gets up to $10,000 in debt relief. Three first prize winners will get up to $1,000 in debt relief. And ten second prize winners will get $500 in debt relief. That's $18,000 total. And that could be you. Take steps to get
4: caught up on your debt today. Enter now at wordfm.com slash contests. Are you tired of not getting a good night's sleep? Hey, this is John Hall. Mike Lindell has created the perfect solution. He didn't just stop at the pillow. He also created the Giza Dream Bed Sheets, made from the world's best cotton called Giza. These sheets are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. And now, for a limited time, you can get 50% off the Giza Dream Sheets, with prices starting as low as $29.98. These sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors, and have a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Take advantage of this amazing offer. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio podcast square, use promo code WORD at the checkout. You can also find deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow 2.0 mattress topper and MyPillow towel sets. Don't wait any longer to get the best sleep of your life. Call 800-391-0954 or go to MyPillow.com now and use promo code WORD. Remember, this sale won't last forever, so don't miss out. For the best
6: night's sleep in the whole wide world it?
0: Trying to start a gospel conversation with a friend or neighbor can be intimidating. Fear can cause us to be reluctant to say anything. So if you need a boost of courage and some practical tips for getting started, ask for a copy of the book before you share your faith from Truth For Life. You'll find out how to start a discussion, how to respond to doubt, and how to overcome objections. Get your copy at truthforlife.org donate. Whose rulebook do you want to play by? The government's or your own? This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Without a proper estate plan, many families end up playing by the government's rulebook and losing a lot of what they'd intended to leave to their families. That's why Abernathy & Hagerman presents free, ongoing estate planning workshops with attorney Dan Reimer to help you protect what's yours and make sure the government plays by your rules. The next one's happening soon. For details and to attend, visit a-h.law. Studies show decades of increased taxpayer spending per student has failed to improve educational performance. Can't we do better? Pittsburgh's Christian schools say we can. Right now, local Christian schools are offering half-price tuitions for first-time enrollees. Like Rama Christian School in Moon. If you're looking for a safe environment for kids to learn where character matters and academic excellence is served by highly qualified teachers, consider Christian education. Visit wordfm.com slash tuitions.
5: The story of Rachel and Leah in uh, Genesis it starts in uh, the 28th chapter. It's just awful. It's a rough story. I've always hated that story. But- I feel badly for Leah. I feel horrible for Leah. Um, but then I end up feeling badly for Rachel. I also feel badly for Jacob. The whole thing. And then Laban, the dad, like, what is your plan? Okay, but What can is you- your
4: overall... If people are, are not familiar with the story, can you... Encapsulated force. Yeah, let's bring
5: in our next guest first. Happy to have Dina Dyer with us, speaker and Bible teacher, as well as the author of a whole bunch of books, including "Wounded Women of the Bible: Finding Hope When Life Hurts." Dina, welcome in.
7: Thanks. Thank you for having me.
5: Okay, before we tell the story, now is this kind of one of the ones that gave you the willies the first time you read it?
7: Uh, definitely. I, you know the Bible is full of really raw relationships, yes. and this is a great example. They put the Kardashians to shame. <laughs>
5: They do. They really did. Okay. So the story is that Jacob decides that he loves Rachel. And so he goes to Rachel's father and he says, Hey, you know, I want to marry Rachel. And Laban, who is Rachel's dad says, okay, you can do that, but, um, you have to work for me for seven years Mm -hmm. before you can get her hand in marriage. Um, and then after he works there for seven years, instead of Rachel Laban sends out, He sends out Rachel's sister, Leah. And that's just that's a horrible it's it's terrible in every regard.
4: Bait and switch. Yes.
5: Dina, talk about yes. talk about the story and what happens and why why it inspired you.
7: Well the story, like you said a minute ago, that I feel bad for every character, maybe except for Laban in the story. I just feel like they each got a raw deal. But when I was reading through it over the last couple of years, it really Convicted me because I saw it through new lenses of comparison and rivalry. Now, I know that none of us can relate to this, but uh, you know, social media has made it to where we can compare ourselves to just about anybody. And like my pastor says, we're usually comparing our real life with their curated life and their highlight reels. So I started looking at it through that lens and it. Really showed me
5: some interesting things. So when you look at Rachel and Leah, um, they're competitors. So Rachel ends up, um, well, Leah is upset with Rachel because Jacob loves Rachel. Yeah. Right. And so horrible to be like m- married to middle. some guy who, you know, doesn't like you like your sister better. I mean, it's mm. like a, it's like a bad, you know, uh petticoat junction or something. The guiding light. <laughs> right. Right.
7: right. Right.
5: And then when it comes to bearing children, then Rachel ends up envying Leah. So talk about yeah. that, Dina.
7: Right, so Rachel becomes envious of her sister Leah because Leah is very fertile. She gave Jacob four sons, and then uh, after each one, she would say, oh, I hope Jacob will connect and love me because she knew, Leah knew, that Rachel had his heart, and he had fallen for Rachel first. So they became envious of each other. And as sisters, I think they could have bonded together. They could have talked about these um, rivalries that were going on. But instead, they started this competition. And I can see why it happened. It's very understandable. But even Rachel at one point told Jacob, give me children or I die. So it was very intense for them. But, you know, God really turned it around for Leah and Rachel. And Leah was actually buried next to him in the family tomb. She had a brood that included Levi, from whom Israel's priestly line and descendants came, and Judah. And in the ultimate redemption, Jesus came from that line. Hmm. So, yeah, it's pretty amazing. She was even listed in the who's who in Genesis 49 with Sarah and Rebecca and Abraham. So it shows me that God's up to more than we can know.
4: hmm So rivalries. I mean, we tend to think, I mean, everyone's got like football rivalries or sports rivalries. Um, They can be, they can be entertaining or fun. They can also be deeply destructive, but God uses them differently than how we would imagine those things.
7: Definitely. You know, I can get jealous when I look at people that are in a different station than I am and I'm waiting on something, whether it's an accolade or maybe it's something in a ministry leader's social media following even, but God is; He has a different plan for each of us, and if we can keep our eyes on Christ and on God's plan and on who He is and His character, it helps us to not compare ourselves with others and then get that envious and jealous feeling that can so often derail us.
5: Mm -hmm. Dina, what do you say to people listening to the show who are who maybe have never heard that story before and think, "What the heck? That's a horrible story." and why do Christians read the Bible? Is it full of other horrible stories?
7: Well, I would say that it is full of a lot of horrible stories, but it's full of honest stories. Mm-hmm. It's full of stories of people like us who were really messed up. And I think that gives us hope. You know, if we'd had a book given to us by God that had all of these stories of people that were perfect, we would feel very defeated before we ever yep. opened you know, read a page or yep, two. Yeah, that's so a very good point. That gives me hope. It gives me hope that God has more for us than what we we can do for ourselves, and we have to look at Jesus as the example who gives us something to to as- aspire to. And in His power, we can we can be like Him, ultimately.
5: That's really good. I appreciate that perspective. Dina Dyer is with us. If you want to find out more about her, you can go to her website, Dina Dyer. That's D-E-N-A-D-Y-E-R dot com. Um, You know, you and I are both women, obviously. John's sitting here kind of (laughs) (laughs) on the sidelines of the conversation. I mean, John, I'm sure you can imagine John also had five sisters still has five sisters uh so he can he doesn't he knows what a rivalry looks like yeah,
3: mm-hmm. yeah,
5: yeah. <laughs> he also knows what a cat fight looks like so uh so, so that's very knowable but there's something so deeply terrible about the heart of a woman that um ends up being so comparative like with people that we love and people we care about and yet we still end up comparing ourselves with them um do you want to speak to that and maybe what the story has to tell us about it
7: Yes, I. you know, it's really about the enemy of our souls, right? Satan, from the very, very beginning, he saw that we have a tendency to want what we don't have. He did that with Eve, and that became the very first sin and the very first time that we got off track. And so, you know, I think we have to look at the fact that he's out to derail us. He's out to make those rivalries and jealousies and envies become so destructive that then we make it all about ourselves and then it becomes overwhelming and we can derail relationships. We can derail organizations. We can derail ministries. So, It really shows me in this story that God's up to more than we can imagine, but we have to trust in his timing instead of trying to make it happen for ourselves. That's That's hard. It's not easy to do, but it makes a difference if we can do that.
4: I mean, our emotions are so complex. I mean, and and oftentimes, you know, things rise up in our our hearts and our minds that surprise us. I mean, and I would imagine, you know, with this rivalry comes a good dose of jealousy And, you know, I mean, jealousy is such a destructive uh, uh, emotion. I mean, it just crushes the soul. I I would love to be free of that. You know, I remember, I think early on in my life, you know, as as a teenager, it was something that was like a besetting sin. And I think I've lost all that, which I was grateful for. But when you think about this story, the two of them, there had to be jealousy between the two of them and how brutal that must have been from some, some two sisters who loved
7: each other at some point. Yes, it's definitely brutal, and it's so um, it's upsetting to us when we see the depth of our own sin and the depth of our own heart. You know, I've been jealous of my own husband before and his talents. When I was early, when we were married in our early years, and we both were performing a lot and doing different things, and he would get a role and I wouldn't get a role, I'd be the understudy or whatever, and I had to deal with that. God had to deal with that in me. Um, because it was harmful to our relationship. And he, with his help, I was able to overcome that. I'm, I'm still tempted to be jealous of other people, but um, thankfully my husband and I are now each other's biggest fans. So I know that with God's help, all things are possible. Mm. Amen.
5: That's, That's good. good. Dina, I really want to thank you for being on the show today.
7: Thank you for having me. I really
5: appreciate it. That's Dina Dyer. You can check out her book, Wounded Women of the Bible, Finding Hope When Life Hurts. Dina is also the communication specialist for Wheaton's Humanitarian Disaster Institute, which is something we'd be fun to talk about that another time.
4: Okay, we'll take a break. Does this make sense? That's next. As a young adult, your college years, of course, are extremely pivotal. It's the time to discover who you are. And if you're fortunate and you are involved in Christian life, to discover your God-given calling in life. Because the world calls and says, oh, your college career is all about your future self and making your income to provide for your life. But Mm -hmm. of course, life is much more than that.
5: And there are limitless numbers, seemingly limitless numbers of colleges that will help your child down that path. To figure out how to make the, the most money, to right? To find the most jobs, all those sorts of things. All important things to consider. However, how many schools are there that are going to help your child prepare to go out into the world, to be an effective witness for Christ, to be a person who's able to work in their chosen field in a way that is a calling? whether they're being trained as a mechanical engineer or they're being trained as someone in business or an elementary school teacher, whatever it is, looking at that job as their vocation that is given to them by God and that God can work through them in a magnificent way because of their own individuality. How many colleges are going to prepare a child to look at it that way?
4: That would be Grove City College. Eternal biblical truth in all the teachings, GCC. Dot .edu Grove City College
0: Doing it right roofing siding remodeling specializing in roof replacements for churches and places of worship for nearly 40 years For the church roof replacement specialist in Pittsburgh and the surrounding area call 724 New Roof Today for a free quote
8: I'll never forget my first pair of Jordans I mowed neighbors lawns all summer to save up cuz I was certain those Jordans were going to make me touch the rim but then the new shoe blister To which, I gritted my teeth and kept wearing them. Because blisters go away, but brand new Jordans are forever. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage. And this is exactly like buying a new home right now. Interest rates are higher, an annoying short-term blister. But home prices have come down quite a bit, creating a big opportunity. Because interest rates can go away, but the price you pay for a new home is forever. We've got hundreds of listeners buying their dream home now, while prices have dropped with a plan to refinance the interest rate blister down the road. We have a direct lender advantage that can often get you a better rate, and we provide a $1,000 lender credit at closing to all our radio friends. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Corp. Melbourne, New York. And blessed number 1330.
0: Pennsylvania Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage Lender License 22672.
8: One hundred
6: one point five W O R D F M Pittsburgh on your smart speaker by saying "Play the Word Pittsburgh" and on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey.
11: Air quality alert remains in effect through late tonight, hazy and cool. Air quality will be extremely hazardous tonight, the low 46. Hazy tomorrow, dense smoke will reduce visibility and lead to hazardous air quality, the high 66. Rather cloudy tomorrow night with a low of 48. Periods of clouds and sun for Friday with a passing shower and a high of 69. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon.
5: Does this make sense?
4: Does what make sense?
5: Exiting the Fort Pitt tunnels. I'm talking inbound. You're coming from Green Tree, Mm -hmm. perhaps from the airport. Mm -hmm. You leave the tunnel. The spectacle, the beauty Mm -hmm. of Pittsburgh comes at you. Yes, well documented. So lovely. And then you're just assaulted by opt- by imminent d- choices. Make up your mind. Right away.
4: you got three seconds.
5: And all of the beauty of the surroundings uh, is mucked up by the green traffic signs. Mm. And last night I was thinking, as I came out of the tunnel, I'm used to this. I see it every day. Does this make sense?
13: Well,
4: so much of the infrastructure is based upon the 1950s right cars were moving at a much different pace now um it doesn't make a lot of sense i mean that tunnel whether inbound or outbound is a mess because the signs are in the roof basically right and you've got to you know for those new people you think oh my gosh you know
5: i there has to be crashes there weekly has to be yeah and shouldn't there be a warning on the west side no one's paying attention saying at the conclusion of this tunnel you're going to have some hard decisions Yeah. so maybe you should over the next mile be thinking about them Mm -hmm. yeah Instead of, imagine driving into the city for the first time, coming through, you're, you're, you're knocked out by how lovely the city looks, and then you realize that you're completely... Yeah. No, it... It doesn't make sense. Okay, thank you. It doesn't make Cause sense. Because I decided last night when I left it, yeah. it doesn't make sense. And we could probably make the signs look better. Probably. I don't think that makes sense either.
4: All right, does this make sense? Put on a pair of shorts the other day for the first time. Yeah? It was essentially, as I looked at myself in the mirror two pieces of spaghetti sticking out of a brown bag. (laughs) So, Yeah. Men and shorts. Mm -hmm. That's a hard burden to carry. Yeah. You want to be cool. Right. But, I mean, cool is, you know, temperature wise. Right. But it does, it's not a good look. So does that make sense? Uh, shorts?
5: Here's the thing. I feel like it does make sense because mm. look at where we live and you're you and I don't have air conditioning. Right. So what you're going to be walking around in jeans when it's 95, July 30th. I mean, you're going to die.
4: Yeah. But, you know, the look like the, the public look of like, you know, my brazen, sh- shocking right. white legs that are like little twigs. Right. Sticking out of a sock, a sock cloth. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I mean, the way
5: you describe it, John, it certainly doesn't sound like it makes any sense at all.
4: But uh, men of a certain age were assaulted with this every year. You know that. It doesn't make sense.
6: 101.5 Word FM, WORD.
9: The Lord has given us gifts, spiritual gifts,
11: to help us do what God has called us to do. Do you know what spiritual gifts are yours? Tune in this week for A New Beginning, as Pastor Greg Laurie helps us discover those gifts and determine which the Lord has given to each of us. It's a study in Romans this week on A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie. A New Beginning with Greg
0: Laurie, weekday mornings at 1030 on WORD.
13: Hey, Daddy-o, pep, pop. Father, Daddy, or whatever you call that special man, it's time to gather him up and head on out to the spring house for our annual Father's Day Steak and Chicken Fry. That's right, steak and chicken. Both marinated and cooked to perfection over an open pit outdoors. And to complete this great dad's day meal, we're making baked mashed potatoes, Ed's green beans, corn pudding, Alabama casserole, Dutch greens, homemade rolls, rice pudding, blondies, brownies, and of course, all of our springhouse drinks featuring our famous chocolate milk. That's right, you can't beat it. There will be live music and inside and outside seating and a free ice cream cone for every dad. Come to the Spring House to treat your dad to a special day. Call 228-3339 for more details. Are you a
1: writer who's devoted your time to writing a book with Christian morals behind it but need help to get it published? Maybe you wrote a children's book, your memoirs, a devotional or a mystery with strong moral values at its core. Covenant Books has helped faith-based authors publish, edit and sell their books through Christian bookstores and major online book retailers plus if you call now at 800-255-9500 we're offering a free writer's guide to help you through the publishing process our experienced and dedicated staff will review and notate your manuscript with an editor's eye then our page designers will format your book to create the appropriate experience for your readers and if needed covenants talented illustrators will bring your book to life most importantly covenant books will help tell your story by printing marketing and distributing your book through specialty christian bookstores and major online book retailers like amazon apple and many others covenant books let us help tell your story for your free writer's guide call 800-255-9500 that's 800-255-9500 800-255-9500
6: for more than a century am radio has evolved to meet the needs of our community in their car at home or on the job more than 80 million listeners depend on am radio each month am radio is also the backbone of the emergency alert system which keeps us safe in dangerous times it's reliable free and public safety depends on it text am to 52886 and tell congress we need am radio in cars this message furnished by the national association of broadcasters
4: we're waiting for our next guest to uh, to arrive and uh Thinking about what you just said about the tunnels. Oh, yeah. Um, how many times, okay, there, I think there's a movie called The Perks of Being a Wallflower, right? Wallflower, right, sure. This is the movie where she's the sitting. Kids yeah, Hermione is sitting on
5: the back of the right, convertible.
4: And, and they're sticking, right, the camera. All the years we've been working here, 25 years, I've been behind people who have done that maybe seven or eight times. Mm-hmm. It's because it, and it's kind of dangerous.
5: It is, yeah.
4: Because right? they're they're slowing down because they they want you know thirty miles an hour and the full sweep of the panoramic view of the city of Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, you know, there's an eighteen wheeler and yeah, me and sure. you know, three hundred other cars lined up. It's a scary thing, isn't it? It is a scary thing. But I don't think that there's any solution. I to I think that. there
5: could be a what solution. What is the solution? I mean, I don't know if this is a solution, but I do feel like putting signs up before you get to the tunnel saying when this tunnel ends you're going to have to decide quick what you're doing you think and so figure out if you're going north if you're going east if you want to go downtown and get that in the forefront of your mind now you have a whole mile but inside the tunnel where you can kind of think about you that
4: you better do something
5: yeah i also and you know i mentioned this in uh does this make sense yeah but when i get on the pretty side of the tunnel then i i always think Why – I know the point of traffic signs is not beauty. Right. I know the point of traffic signs is to get people where they're going. But I just feel like there has to be a better way of doing that in a place that's committed to beauty. I mean it's written about all across the United States, around the world. Exiting that tunnel is such a wonderful experience. It is. So why does it have to be cluttered up with all of the junky – like the green signs just look awful. I don't know. I just – I don't know. I feel like we can do better than that. I
4: guess. Well, that's a PennDOT thing, isn't it? Right. That's a PennDOT thing. I
5: guess it's a PennDOT thing.
4: Yeah. Um. I, I, you know, my complaint. I'm coming in today, and uh, I'm coming in from the east. the The parkway looks like a trash heap. I mean, there is so what is much the deal garbage. With that? I don't know what that is, and that's a fairly recent. I, I would say it's you since know, COVID. Yes, I would say so. That you know, you can on the side of the Parkway. There's just garbage strewn everywhere. Right. I don't know what that means.
5: Uh, my daughter just returned from Japan on uh, Sunday. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and she said that there's something like a ten thousand dollar fine for littering. Mm-hmm. Really? Like it's not a hundred dollar fine. Ten thousand dollars. Yeah, like littering is just absolutely out of the question. Really? Nobody litters. I I feel like. Like, does it matter to you or does it not matter to you? And if it matters, then...
4: How do you enforce that? I don't know how you enforce it.
5: I mean, you'd have to... That's over several generations of time. Right. It has to be. But, geez. I mean, who wants... Do you want to go... You want to go to a city and say, wow, I had a really good time in X. But, boy, there was trash all over the place. Yeah. Who wants to say that after they leave our city?
4: Well, I guess, you know... uh, Pittsburgh is not uh, unique. Uh, Ancient civilizations probably are the same as us, right? Maybe litter is just a a modern day manifestation. Maybe, that's a good question. Frederica Matthews Green is back with us. Frederica is a regular guest on our show. She is the author of two books we love. Uh, It is called The Jesus Prayer, The Ancient Desert Prayer That Tunes the Heart to God and Welcome to the Orthodox Church. But Frederica always has something interesting about the Orthodox faith. And Frederica, welcome back.
12: Yes. Hi, John. Hi, Kathy. Hope y'all are enjoying some good weather in Pittsburgh. We sure are, Frederico. That's so great here in Tennessee. Um, getting those
5: smoky skies yet? Yes, we yeah. got the smoke. Yeah. Not nearly it's what my- New York has, Frederica. It's not that bad, but, no. but Thank air God. quality is not good. Yep.
4: Hey, Frederica, last time you were with us, we had a, a bad connection. I'm happy to say our connection is very strong today, but you, you started to tell us this story about Dura Europos, about this mm-hmm. ancient civilization that essentially was covered over by sand. Tell us this.
12: Yeah, yeah, um, this was a city called Dura, which is D-U-R-A, and then a dash, and Europos, like Europe, and um, it was an ancient city on the Euphrates River, and in the year 250, it was the furthest, furthest easternmost post of the Roman Empire, so they were always battling with the Persians, who were right on the other side of them going toward the east and um it had been it had changed hands many times it was a very cosmopolitan city with people from all over the ancient world in 256 the persians managed to tunnel under the wall and conquered the city but hmm. then they abandoned it that's the unusual thing really they hmm. j- they just walked away and sand gradually gradually filled up and filled up and then sealed over until it was just under a huge sand dune. Nobody knew it was there. And uh, in 1920, some English soldiers were digging a trench in the area, and they hit a wall that had a painting on it. So they knew, well, there's something here underneath us, and they called in the archaeologists. And over a period of 10 or 15 years, they gradually, gradually uncovered this city, really? which was like, um, it's like Pompeii, you know. They called it the Pompeii of the desert, oh. just preserved as, exactly as it was in the year 256. Wow. wow. <laughs> so the, there are many fascinating things about Dura Europas, and, you know, you can look it up online and see pictures. But the two most interesting is, first, they found a synagogue. Well, they found temples to 12 or 13 different gods from all over the ancient world, but they found a beautiful synagogue, and the unusual thing is that the walls were covered with with paintings that, to me, as an Orthodox Christian, they look like icons. Hmm. It's like being in an Orthodox church and seeing... Many, many rows of paintings going up the wall and uh, depicting everything from the Old Testament. Um, Abraham and Moses and the parting of the Red Sea and Pharaoh's daughter finding Moses in the river. Really? And uh, Deborah, just about anything you can think of. No
3: kidding.
12: And it And it was preserved so beautifully. And the colors were still very fresh and bright. And um, I believe this... Um, they removed the walls i think they're in Damascus at a museum in Damascus now mm-hmm. so you know that's a puzzling question Is why would a synagogue be covered with paintings especially because of a, the commandment that says you shouldn't make graven Braves. images yeah. but my my theory is that once they got started to mix in with people in the ancient world they understood that there's there's like a middle ground where you can have a picture that you love because it's beautiful or because it's of a person you love, but it's not a god to you. It's not an idol. You're not worshiping it. But you feel tenderness and affection or respect or something like that, and you're like going through the picture to the person depicted. Um, If you're looking at this great portrait of Abraham, you're just reflecting on how noble he was. He's very nobly and handsomely depicted. And your thoughts go to him, and you feel that you're united in the same faith with him. Hmm. So the the synagogue is beautiful and fascinating. What they discovered about a year later, though, was a Christian house church. Really? It is. Mm-hmm. It's the earliest uh, Christian house church that's ever been found. Again, at the year is two hundred fifty-six. Wow!
5: Right now, how did they? How did they know it was a, house, a Christian house church?
12: Yeah, um, when they when they got to it, unfortunately, it was not as well preserved. A lot of the plaster, if there was paintings, it had fallen down and crumbled. Hmm. But they could see they came to a room that obviously was where baptisms took place because it had a. Hmm. Um, Uh, a little font, kind of looked like a bathtub, you know, kind of that shape. And the person would kneel in it and would be ducked under the water, have water poured on him in an immersion baptism. Wow. Well, what they found was there was a picture of Jesus as the good shepherd right above the baptismal font. Really? And right next to it, there was a depiction of Jesus healing the paralytic and a depiction of Jesus walking on the water and pulling up Peter as wow. he begins begins to sink. So there is no doubt that this was a Christian house church.
4: So, Frederick, a lot of questions here. So hmm. 200, what was the year you said?
12: 256. 256. Two, 256, yes.
4: And so yes. these images buried by the sand, so they were preserved somehow.
12: Mm-hmm.
4: Do, you, do these... Does this city still, can you go to this city? And are these images still available to be seen?
12: Yes, yes, I should tell you. It's um, it's kind of a sad story about what happened to the site. But the images were removed. And, in fact, the entire Christian house church is at Yale University mm-hmm. because it was a joint um, archaeological expedition between Yale and uh, an I forget which university in France, hmm. so they'd kind of divided it up. Um, everything that they didn't remove that destroyed pretty quickly. The Bedouins around there um, as as Muslims hated images, and so yeah. as soon as the archaeologists left, they would go down in the trenches and scratch out the eyes. Hmm. so the archaeologists learned to be sensitive about we think we found something. Well, we won't be able to finish it this season. We'll have to come back, so we're just not going to touch it right now. Interesting. So they removed everything that was removable, which included entire walls. You know, they were able to kind of slice off a wall and carry it away. Um, oh. And as I said, if you make a trip to Yale, you'll be able to see the the house church. But at this point, um, over the the twenty teens, ISIS pretty much destroyed the site, everything that was left. And there was um, there was a lot of raiding and looting. Um, People would go in and dig around in the sand to try to find things they could sell. So there's not much to be seen at that site anymore. But thank God, God allowed us to discover it. And had, you know, good, knowledgeable people to take care of it and recognize what was useful.
4: Right. So I'm, so, I'm always curious, Frederica, sorry, uh, about people who, you know, 100, 200, 500, 1,000 years after Jesus has ascended, people's impressions of what Jesus would look like.
12: Yes, yes. That's, that's so interesting to me. Um <clears throat> When we think of what Jesus looks like, of course, we get that picture of the the hair and the beard and all of that. And for the most part, images of Jesus didn't start looking like that until the middle of the five hundreds. Oh. Before that, you can you can tell they're just making guesses. And but they admire him and they they want him to look strong and trustworthy and. They love him. As they depict him, they love him, even though they don't know what he exactly looked like. And um, that reminds me of another finding in uh, 1963, about a little bit southwest of London, a farmer plowing his field uncovered a giant mosaic, a floor of a house, a Roman house from about 270. And we know it's an image of Jesus because it has the Greek monogram for Christ mm. behind his head. But when you look at the picture, he looks more like Hercules. He looks like this noble, strong, powerful man, mm. a very handsome man. And, and you can feel from that how much these early British Christians loved him, even though they didn't know what he looked like. Interesting.
5: I've been, as you're talking, Frederica, on the Wikipedia page, um, just oh. looking at – there are a lot of fascinating images. I want to encourage our listeners, if you're interested in Dura-Europas, to go and look. I mean, it the thing that struck me is that the it was such a well-organized city. Yes, First off, yes. you know, it's, it's in like a grid pattern. Um, mm-hmm. And that the, the synagogue and the Christian house church are close to each other. They're very close to each other. It's not like they had to be separated and they're on opposite sides of the city.
12: (laughs) Right, right. You know, an interesting thing is that in the synagogue, the Torah shrine, where the Torah was kept, faces east, uh, faces west, sorry, faces west toward Jerusalem. But in the Christian house church, the altar faces east Mm. because Jesus said, you know, when he returns, it'll be like the light flashing from the east to the west. Um, we don 't know if the house church was like a secret if they try it had been just a home after the renovation was it were they trying to keep it a secret place or was it open you know that pe- everybody knew that 's where the the Christian house church was yeah, yeah.
4: No, they- frederica you know i i i don 't want to open up a can of worms, but at the same time because you 're orthodox I, I i want I want to talk about this for a little bit you know um uh, Protestants would say, "Well, you know, I've got a problem with Orthodox or Roman Catholics because, you know, the Orthodox they look at pictures of icons, they kiss them, they bow down to them. The Catholics with their statues and whatnot. All right, can you talk about that personally? I don't have a problem with it. I find it fascinating. I mean, it's God. You you want to love God?
12: Yes, I think that's it, and. um I, I think for people who object to it, it's like red flags go up, and they think this must be idolatry. It can't be anything else than idolatry, and they don't understanding they don't understand how we really interact with these images. Mm. And it's very much like having a picture of someone you love. Um, in fact, I, I talk about I, I had a I put a video on YouTube not long ago, and I talk about how when my little son was two years old. I bought a, a painting of Jesus that was laminated onto a wooden plaque. And that's actually the same thing as an icon. <laughs> is a, usually an icon is a much older image yeah. and an older style. But the reasons I wanted to have that, that image to look at with my little son and to kiss, you know, when we were going to bed and to put it up so, you know, Jesus will be watching over you. We didn't think we were worshipping the wood, you know, and the paper and the ink. We but seeing his face made our hearts go out toward him. In the early church, when there was so much illiteracy and and Bibles were prohibitively expensive anyway, having images that people could look at helped them focus on the Lord. So this was a very necessary part of Christian life in the early centuries. They would hear the Bible read aloud, and they would look at the picture of Jesus and associate the two. And it was like filling up their faith in two different ways, and the church made use of both of those.
3: That's good. I like that. That's
5: Frederica Matthews-Green. She's the author of The Jesus Prayer, The Ancient Desert Prayer That Tunes the Heart to God. Or if you're interested in more about the Eastern Orthodox Church, welcome to the Orthodox Church, an introduction to Eastern Christianity. Frederica, thank you. Always
4: a pleasure, Frederica. Thank you so much. Thank
12: you. Bye.
4: Frederica Matthews Green. I mean, you can see her, a, a powerful writer. Just really, we love that book, The Jesus Prayer. Time to this work.
2: Let's see, if something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that's Metashare. Maybe you've heard switching to Metashare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month. And that's huge. But it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want to plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. A very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 844-45-BIBLE That's eight four four forty five 45 bible Eight four four forty five bible
0: Have you or your children ever faced hunger at a level where your life or theirs were at risk? Or have you ever been in a situation where you had little or no access to clean drinking water and no ability to get it? For most of us in the United States we have never had to face that crisis but for children in the countries of Malawi Zambia and Uganda it's a battle they face every single day Cross International is going to be asking for you your help to provide life-saving resources for children in these African countries and other nations where Cross International has partners. It is working to solve this crisis and assist with COVID-19 efforts. A $62 one-time gift per child helps provide life-saving resources like food, water, COVID-19 assistance, Christian education, and a Bible. More information is coming soon, but in the meantime, if you would like to give a life-saving gift for one or more children, you can get involved right now by calling 1-866-806-2977 that's one eight six six eight zero six twenty nine seventy seven. 806 2977 Or look for the Cross International banner at wordfm.com.
7: I think we can all agree that every moment at Eden shaped us and impacted who we are right now.
0: The faith modeled by teachers at Eden Christian Academy has a profound impact on students' lives.
10: We carry with us more than the academics, but a strong,
13: Christ-centered foundation. I would just like to thank my teachers, my mentors, my family members, and my friends who have done the best they could to help me in this next phase of my life
0: eden christian academy enrolling pre-k through 12th grade at eden trip
1: to europe visit all 30 major league baseball stadiums go skydiving okay so you know what you want to do in retirement but do you know how to get there tune into your retirement blueprint with kurt kanodik and ethan lane of accurate solutions group saturdays at 10 a.m to get answers to your retirement planning questions plan today so you can do the things you've always dreamt about doing in retirement Listen every Saturday morning at 10 to Your Retirement Blueprint with Accurate Solutions Group. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC.
4: Well, some bad news from Sorgals and Trax Farms. They have canceled their annual strawberry events this year.
5: Oh, that's too bad.
4: Why is that? High temperatures um, and lack of rain rain. have led to the berries not producing as hope this year said Sorgel in a social media post this past week. The event had been scheduled for Sunday of this week and was scheduled to include strawberry picking, strawberry-themed treats, and other activities. They said the quality of the berries isn't what we'd like them to be, and there aren't as many berries as expected, so we will uh, postpone the event, cancel the event.
5: Oh, that's too bad.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love a strawberry. I know. right? How about strawberries and milk? You ever do that? No. That was like a childhood thing for us. My mom would cut up a little bowl of strawberries and pour milk over it. I just loved it.
5: Okay. Well, what my mom used to do was cut up a banana.
4: Yeah. Oh, put milk in a banana. Right.
5: And a little bit of sugar on top. Now, oh, Now, the last yeah. thing a banana needs is sugar. Mm. But, you know, I'm telling you, when you put Who's that in there, no it was so, 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 that's so very good. That's nice. um, Celebrity birthdays, John. I have a couple before oh, we adjourn okay. right. today's show. Celebrity birthdays? Um, yeah. So the first one is someone I haven't thought of in a good long time, mm. and that's Tom Jones. And that was Tom Jones. It's not on you. He was a star Jones. when I was a kid.
4: He did his own network TV show. Did he? Oh, yeah. Oh, he was gigantic.
5: Huh. Okay. That's the only song I can think of he's that Tom old. Jones.
4: Uh, <laughs> is he 88? think he's old?
5: He's 83. Okay. Tom Jones is 83.
4: I mean, he, he was like that guy. He's so cheesy. He had those, like, it was kind of like the Elvis scarves. Right, he would wear a scarf around his neck and then take it off and then tease the women in the audience. Oh my and then, you know, gosh, he that was sounds awful, and they would like you know claw at him and a lot of you know preening and all that what? It was really creepy.
5: Okay, it great. was the, it was the era. Happy birthday to mm-hmm. Tom Liam Neeson also celebrates a birthday today.
4: Boy, Liam Neeson, I love Liam. Neeson. Do you? Yeah.
5: Now, when you think of him, Schindler's you... List. Okay, which I've never seen. Which oh, I know. What? it's horrible. It's embarrassing.
4: It's a gr- oh man. Yeah. Uh, and, and later on in his career, he became sort of like w- weirdly like an action hero.
5: Yes. he Yeah, he did.
4: Which I don't, I don't get. Yeah. Uh, Liam Neeson. Uh, he's pretty old, too, I bet. Is he 80?
5: 71.
4: 71. Oh, I'm off. Way up. Yeah. the Yeah. I mean, yeah.
5: Liam's going to be upset he sorry, thought Liam. he was 80. Yeah, sorry. Okay. Anything else you'd think of when you think of Liam? Uh, wh- he was just in Dairy Girls at the end of last season. Oh, yeah. I will tell you that
4: uh Liam Neeson what I love about Liam Neeson is he comes from the theater you know he's one of those guys you know uh, the, the product of the uh, the English uh, theater system uh he wasn't he his wife whose name escapes me oh, now oh
5: yes She's, she,
8: she died, died in a young, ski accident
4: and she was a major yeah. theater star
8: yeah and i it, remember it
4: broke his heart yeah and crushed him for a long long time he withdrew from uh, like all manner of work for a long time
5: I can't believe I can't think of her name. Yeah. People know. all over are like crashing off the road because they can't think of Well.
4: Liam Neeson. Uh is there anything that you think about? Like, you know? Uh I mean he's been in a zillion things.
5: Uh The Mission is what probably the oh, first thing the that came mission. to my head. Right? Oh, that's, that's a great movie. Yeah. Holy
4: smokes. I haven't thought about the mission for a while. I absolutely that's Robert De Niro. I
5: absolutely Love the yeah, mission. Yeah. So that's the first that's one. A great I soundtrack of. as yeah. well. Natasha Richardson. Thank you. Yes, couldn't think of her name. Mm-hmm. I had to look
4: it up. Natasha Richardson, and that's like you know royalty in the theater family. Mm. Is that right? Oh yeah, Ralph Richardson.
5: Was that her dad? Oh,
4: yeah, her her grandfather.
5: Really? Mm. Okay. Thanks for being with us. Yeah. Have a great night, Pittsburgh.
2: The ride home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group